Welcome to Good Hope Church with Pastor Billy Bryson. We praise God for every listener and ask that you like, follow, and rate this podcast so we can reach more people for the kingdom. I pray for open hearts, open ears, and the blood of Jesus to cover everyone that hears my voice. Now let's get into the word. Amen. Got your Bible with you? This is my Bible. It is God's Word. It reveals to me God's will. Therefore, it is the final authority to which I submit to settle all the issues of my life. It is the standard of my conduct and the basis for all my expectations. I am what it says I am. I possess what it says I possess. And I can do absolutely everything it says I can do. Amen. Well, welcome everyone um, to Good Hope. Glad to see you this morning. Visitors, family alike. Amen. I This week I started with a scripture in Matthew, and it was about parables and, and what parables meant. But the Bible has parables, but it also has stories. Uh, so we kind of know what the parables are about, but I said, God, what are the stories about? Why did you put stories in the Bible? You could have just put the commandments and gave us the consequences of, the com- of disobeying the commandments. But you gave us stories to help us to live our lives by. Uh, you know, throughout the Bible, the, <clears throat> the scriptures talk about the stories that show us people's lives, things being pay- played out in their lives. Uh, blind Bartimaeus, uh, the woman at the well. There's some, something in all of those for somebody at all times, for all the stories. Uh, and we learn from them, uh, and we should try and learn from them. Uh, this probably isn't a good example, but I'd rather from you laying your hand on the stove and saying, oh, that burns, and me, and telling me, hot, burning, hot will burn you? It'll burn you? I'd rather learn that from you. So tell me your story. If you, and, but in church, we call it a testimony. Don't be afraid to share your testimony because it's going to help somewhere along the line. Amen? Okay, uh, I'm going to move on a little bit. And uh, I got studying a little bit, and I was like, what do the stories really tell us? And there, it's a bunch of peas is what it is. The stories, it gives us the principle, which is we get a chance to watch somebody's life being played out what goes on in their lives and we need to pay attention to each one of those each one of those stories is for somebody okay and then it shows us the promises that are attached to the story and we know that God has promises for each one of us and it shows us a pattern of the lifestyle 
that he wants us to live in order to receive those patterns. Okay? And then the next thing is profession. What comes out of our mouth? What are we professing? How do we get to the point where we're professing good things? The promises, we need to profess the promises that hang on the principle. Okay? And then the next thing is possession. We professed it. Now we have to be able to possess it. Amen? So once we possess it, and this is where it gets good, we can give God the praise for what he deserves. Amen? So if we can, we can remember, remember principle, promises, pattern, profession, possession, and praise. Amen? Amen. God, we just thank you for the word that you've given us. Lord, that uh, somewhere you'll reveal to each one of us a story or a testimony. Be it the woman at the well. Be it blind Bartimaeus when he said, what would you have of me? Uh, There's just one right after the other that we can all identify with. That God will lead us through it. Father, we thank you for doing that. Father, I thank you for being a part of me when I didn't want to be a part of you. Father, I thank you for giving me the grace and the mercy that you just didn't give me a commandment with a consequence. You gave me something to follow so I could receive your promises. Father, we thank you for this service today. We thank you for those that are here and those that couldn't be. Lord, we just ask that you have your way. Bring your presence into this room, Father. And now we're going to stand on your praise and give you the praise that you deserve. In Jesus' name, amen. In our breakthrough, in our blessing, Lord, uh, we lift this offering up to you, and I pray that you use it to magnify your kingdom. Call your people in. Let the doors open wide and let your spirit pour out. Pour out in a mighty way today, Lord. I pray that this offering and this tithe goes exactly to where you would have it to go. To serve your people and to magnify your mighty name. We love you and we honor you. And we offer up this praise and this offering to you today, Jesus. Use it, Lord, and bless us. We expect mighty things from you on high. In Jesus' mighty name I pray, amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. You may be seated. Hallelujah. Tell somebody it's good to be in the service. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. We're going to switch mics this morning, and uh, I'm I'm really just feeling in the spirit, trying to feel where we need to go. <laughs> Praise the Lord! My desire is just to minister to you, and uh, Hebrews five fourteen is one of my favorite scriptures. It says strong meat belongs to them that are of full age who by reason of use exercise their spiritual senses to discern both good and evil. 
my desire is to look well to the herd and know the state of the flock. My desire is to see you get what you can't see that's hindering you from receiving what God's got for you. I want to see how to unravel some things in your life so that you can have the fullness, as Paul mentioned, the fullness of the blessing. Isn't that exciting to have the fullness of the blessing? Not just a little touch of healing, but to be radically healed. No aches and no pains. You know, you hate to go out to dinner and not get full. You know, you drive an hour and you get there and you don't get full. You got to pull over on the way home to get a snack. That's just terrible, isn't it? What about the church? You eat three hot meals a week and you come to church and you get one cold snack. See, that ain't happening here. here. That ain't happening here. here. So help me, Jesus. Come on and throw your hand in here. So help me, Jesus. Because I draw nigh to God, and God said he would draw nigh to me. Where two or three are gathered in his name, he said he'd be a God in the midst. Thank you, Jesus. Say, my breakthrough is here. Oh, see, the devil don't like it when you start exalting the word of God. The psalmist said he's exalted his word even above all his name. Chew on that a while. Heaven and earth will pass away before one dot or one jot or one tittle or one crossing of the T and the Holy Scriptures. He meant what he said. And he will perform his oath which he swore unto you. So help me God, I'm going to give it to you the way he gives it to me. Amen. Amen. You're free from every stronghold of bondage the devil's tried to hinder your journey with. Say, I'm free. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Let's take a look here at Psalms 91. I want the Holy Spirit just drop this in my spirit this morning. And I'm I'm careful to to try because I haven't studied it. But here's what he dropped in the spirit. Let's look at Psalms 91. I noticed one of the songs tied into this this morning. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord. He says, I will say of the Lord. He is my refuge. He is my fortress. My God in Him will I trust. Surely He shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler. Selah. This is what the Lord give me. Surely He shall deliver us from the snare of the fowler. I said, God, what's that mean? We've heard songs about it. But the Lord showed me, He says, you know, Satan, uh, he has the name Beelzebub, which means Lord of the Flies. Now, we know that flies only hover and hang around things that are stinky or dead. So Satan, we know you're Lord of the flies and you stink. So, but here we find that he said he shall deliver us from the snare or the trap of the faller. And the Lord nudged my spirit and he said, what about demonic or demons, fallen angels, which are demons? He shall deliver us from that. Amen. 
Come on and say amen. amen. Your deliverance is coming. Amen. I'm waiting on him to tell me what it is, and I'm quietly listening because I don't want to miss it. <laughs> As the truth be told. Praise the Lord. You see, my desire is to have a strong word of knowledge. But before you can have a strong word of knowledge, you've got to go back to Hebrews 5.14, and you've got to be able to discern, it, to, to, to discern a thing. Discerning of spirits is very important to the body of Christ. I listen to all these political fools, and they're jumping from one side to the other, and they're not following Christ. You've got to follow Jesus. Paul was a very intelligent man. He said, hey, I don't know nothing among you save Jesus Christ and Him crucified. I'm sticking with what He's done. That's my deliverance. That's my healing. That's my breakthrough. That's my prosperity. It's all in what He's done for us. Can you say amen? Amen. So God is going to deliver us, yes, all of us, from the snare of the faller. Selah. There's traps all around. We've got to watch and pray. We've got to pray one for another to encourage one another in this journey. I believe that it's so important for you to stay committed to each other. The Bible says the devil is as a roaring lion walking about, seeking whom he may devour, who resists steadfastness in the faith. Hmm? That's his job. That's his plan. Now, in the Hebrew, when I looked up, snares or a faller, it says that it means to trap, enslave, to bondage. Nobody wants to be bound to where you can't do what God's ordained for you to do or receive what God has for you to receive. Can you say amen? I'm, I'm getting mine, so help me Jesus. I want to be liberated in worship because if you can't be free up in here, you definitely can't be free out there. If you can't give him the praise in what he's doing here, you'll never praise him out there. And much of our breakthrough, much of my breakthrough in hearing the voice of God, I've got to put on the garment of praise for any spirit of heaviness. Heaviness hinders you from hearing God. And we're going to talk about this. Something touched my heart so dear this week, and I've, I've seen this before on the news in, in different times, and, but this week it really it, it troubled me. There was a 14-year-old girl that committed suicide because she was being bullied. And that thing grabbed my heart this time. I mean, this happened... Time and time and time again. The bullying. You know, one, I did a, uh, pulled it up on, the, on my phone. One uh, in five students are bullied. And 40% of those students will be bullied again in the same year. Bullying is a big issue. And bullying is a type of cowardness the enemy uses to try to point out one's weakness when he has many faults. That's what a bully will do. The Bible warns the church not to compare themselves among themselves because he says this is not wise. 
In essence, you're being a bully. You got the wrong spirit. The Bible says that Satan fell. The writer says they behold him as lightning falling from heaven. But as he fell, he continually, day and night, accuses God's people before the throne. For he is the accuser of the brethren. That's what he does. He tries to find fault. And if he can reach your heart to make you think that you're not what God ordained for you to be, you'll have a low self-esteem or a low image of yourself. So let's take a look here in the book of Acts. Acts 10.38. Let's take a look at this. Very familiar scripture. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. It says, How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good and healing some of the folk. All the folk, all the people that he encountered that were oppressed of the devil. Now, oppression is to enslave utterly unto bondage by exercising dominion. The devil tries to oppress the people of God Daily, accusing faults. You're not good enough. It's the whisper. It's the principality that's contrary to the foundation of truth that Christ said that you can do all things through Him that strengthen you. See, the devil comes to condemn. He tries to bring condemnation and guilt and shame. Well, the blood of Jesus can free us from every sort of that. Every sort. Say it's the blood of Jesus. It's only the blood of Jesus. Romans 8 and 1, it says, There is therefore now, right now, no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set us free from the law of sin and death. We ought to thank God for that there is no condemnation by the blood of Jesus. Thank you for the blood of Jesus. Thank you for the blood of Jesus. He's not worried about yesterday for his mercies are new every morning. And somebody say, thank God. It's morning. It's morning. It's a new day. I hear it in my spirit. Glory to God. It's a new day. Tell somebody, it's a new day. It's a new day. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. A new day for a new you. Amen. Glory to God. I may have did what, they, what was noted, but I'm not that guy anymore. Hmm? The devil's always trying to remind you of your past. The best thing you could do is just remind him of his future. <laughs> Say, it's going to be awful hot there. I don't know how you're going to do it, 
But you're going and I'm not. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Praise his holy name. Jesus healing all those that were oppressed of the devil. And I'm going to give you some addresses here. Hallelujah. Glory to God. 1 John 3 and 8. Let's take a look. 1 John 3 and 8. Hallelujah. You know, this is the holiday season. And the holiday season, the devil can try to, he can try to wear folks out. Families getting together, friends and people are coming together, having fellowship and food and gifts. And, and he can take one thing to another thing and try to make you feel disappointed about the holiday season. How well do I know? But the devil is alive. Let's take a look here. It says, he that committed sin is of the devil. For the devil's sin is from the beginning. This is the point I want to get to. It says, for this purpose, the Son of God was manifested. This is why Jesus was born. That he might destroy the works of the devil. Mary's little baby. The very purpose in which he was born was to destroy the works of darkness. The Bible tells us to have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them or expose them. And my desire is we got to expose darkness so that the light can truly shine bright. In Jesus' name. This purpose was he born. Hallelujah. To destroy the works of darkness. You know what? I thought of this. Jesus, we, the question is, have you received the gift of Christ? Many may say, yeah, I've received the gift. Now, the, the second question is, have you opened the gift? Now, think about it. Christmas, as we all are big kids, somebody give you a gift in most normal situations, most mature situations, you open... Kim, Sister Kim, look at me when I'm talking. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> Sister Kim, isn't it true when most people open the gift, they're not concerned about that package? Now, a mature person that... That counts dollars. Sometimes they, oh, I'm going to save this package. This is a, this is a pretty good wrapper here. You know, this, this box is all fancy. I'm going to almost, almost save it and set it aside as I open to the gift, get to the gift. But as a kid, what are they going to do? They're going to rip it, unravel it so they can get the gift. Tradition will keep you from unwrapping the gift. Jesus entangled, that's not the word, untangled every entanglement of the enemy. So we got to keep unfolding the revelation of truth for what he has done for us. I'm healed from head to toe, and that's my little baby toe, and I'm blessed Wherever I go, whatever I put my hands to it, he said it was going to prosper. 
Brother Kyle, he said, whatever you put your hands to, you shall prosper. Right? Blessed in the city. Blessed in the field. Huh? Ahead and not the tail above only. And never beneath. You've got to start speaking this over your children's children. Glory to God. They're in covenant. We are the seed of Abraham. All you got to do is speak the thing. God will perform the thing. All you got to do, Sister Dawn, is speak the thing and God will perform the thing. You have not because you, you've got to keep on asking that you might receive. He that asketh, receiveth. He that seeketh, mother, he's going to find glory to God. That's the eternal word of God. It can't be altered. Hallelujah. He watches over it to manifest it, to perform it, to do the thing. He watches over to do the thing. Glory to God. He's a God of all gods, God of all creation. If you just take him at his word, glory to God. Unwrap the gift. Hallelujah. You just got to unwrap the gift. Receive the gift. Oh, I got saved 30, 1942. But you haven't done nothing. You haven't unwrapped the gift. Well, I know I'm broke. I'm, 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 I'm going to always be poor. That ain't what the Bible says. Huh? You've got to receive your portion. That song, that's my portion. Huh? My portion says I'm blessed. And everything around me is blessed. Glory to God. Hallelujah. We're going to sing that song one day. I forget the lady sings it. Everything around me is blessed. Huh? Jacqueline, somebody, something like that. I don't remember those names. But I think it's good for us to understand that we're healed. We're delivered. We're set free. Jesus ain't going to do nothing more about it. It's already done. He's seated at the right hand of the Father, waiting, expecting his enemies to be made. His footstool. Hallelujah. The devil ain't nothing more than a footstool. <laughs> and I'll have boots on, I get mud on him sometimes. He ain't nothing more than a footstool. Something for you to prop your feet up on. Come on, somebody. See this thing. Hallelujah. But I want you to understand that depression is real. And bullying is real. You've got to be aware of oppression. Oppression, to oppress the human spirit, you have to be oppressed before you can become depressed. Come on now, take a look at this. It's what you hear and what you conceive. Jesus said, take heed what you hear. Because a lot of times you've got to take captive every thought. Pull down the stronghold. Cast down the imagination. And every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bring into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Then he says you can have a readiness to revenge all disobedience after your obedience is fulfilled. That's the word of God. You can tell the devil where to go and where to get off at. Huh? We're going to get into that in a few weeks from now. I've been waiting on that one. That's why a lot of times we don't receive because we haven't told him where to go. Hallelujah. Praise his holy name. 
depression, the feeling of inadequacy and guilt. Ain't nothing but the devil. Huh? First John 1 John 1.9, what's it say? If we, he's talking to the church folk, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Say, it ain't nothing but the blood. Say, I, I apply the blood. I apply the blood. Huh? Thank you, Jesus, for the blood, the precious blood of the spotless Lamb of God. That takes away the sins of the whole world. Yes. Have you received the blood? Yes. Are you applying the blood? Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Yes. You know, uh, I do a lot of stuff. Prophets do a lot of different type of studies than a lot of other grace anointing offices. The reason I say that because I'm looking for a cure. I'm looking for a prescription. Amen. Jesus said, they that are not whole need not a physician, but those that are sick. So I'm constantly looking for a prescription in the eternal word of God. Hallelujah. There's healing and health to all our flesh. Proverbs 4, what is it? 22. Healing and health to all our flesh. Now Moses' ministry didn't start until he was 80. I hear preach all the time. I'm getting ready to retire. Really? That ain't what my Bible says. <laughs> huh? Glory to God. He'll give you wings. You can mount up like an eagle. Glory to God. Even those that wait upon the Lord, He said He will renew their strength. Come on, somebody. I'm waiting upon him. I'm serving him like a waitress. He's continually renewing my strength. The zeal of God is consuming me to keep the fire burning. Glory. Sister, you're getting ready to break through, okay? Boy, today would have been a good day for you to do that. You could have, you could have done something and not told nobody. You know, praise the Lord. You know where I'm going with this. I ain't going there, but you know where I'm going with this. You could have, you could have. Man, you could have, you could have. We wouldn't have said a word. I wouldn't have said nothing. My wife might have said, I I wouldn't have said nothing. Your praise is coming. Your breakthrough is coming. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. You see, let's go to Isaiah 53. 53 and we'll start at 3. Isaiah 53. Your daughter's going to help you in that breakthrough. She's going to help you in that. Isaiah 53. See if I can find it in this big Bible. I ain't real good at this. It's almost 40 years and I still have trouble finding stuff. That's all right. I'll get there. Isaiah 53 and 3, it says, He, Christ, He was despised and rejected. Think on that. Despised and rejected of men. He was bullied. Huh? A man of sorrows 
and acquainted with grief. Selah. Jesus? The Son of God? Son of man? A man of sorrows. Sorrows and acquainted with... Y'all know what grief is? We, We should. Grieving. Loss. It means loss. Expectations, no more there. That's grief. A man of sorrow. This encouraged me in my deepest, darkest hour. A man of sorrow, acquainted with grief. I've I've done funerals and people have lost their children. I said, Jesus went through. I went through what you're going through. I'm acquainted with grief. And so was he. Everything I've gone through, he's already went through it too. And he's telling me, come on, you can make it. I've been touched with the very feelings of the infirmities and what you're dealing with. So come on, pick yourself up and move on. Glory to God. Acquainted with grief. A man, of, I was rejected, despised, and spit on. They plucked out their hairs from my beard. He'd been through everything that anybody could ever go through. Let's read on here. It says, And we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised, and we esteemed him not. Surely he hath bore our griefs. You need that. He he took them. It's okay to grieve, and you should grieve, if you've got any emotion in you. Because you need the release. Crying is good. It washes the soul. It cleanses you. It releases you. Come on, somebody. David, the Lord give me this while we had, I got confused here because the Lord was speaking to me and things were going on. David, when his son died, you know, when he was with Bathsheba, God took the child. David cried and he prayed and nothing happened. The son was dead. David washed himself and he anointed himself. The word will wash you. Anoint yourself. And David went and worshiped. They thought he had lost his mind. He said, well, I can't bring him back, but I got to move forward. I can't go where he's at, but I, got, I can move forward. Hallelujah. Sister, you need to move forward. Grieve no longer. The best days are in front of you because God is with you. Hallelujah. You didn't need whatever you were seeking for anyway. That wasn't the plan of God. God radically did that thing. That thing is done. Because what he has for you is better than what you were anticipating. Hallelujah. She said, she's singing it. It's better. Glory to God. So I want you to renounce that covenant. That soulish tie, God's going to, he's going to cut that thing out of your heart and free you from it. It wasn't God's design. Sometimes God holds things. We, oh God, I'm so upset. He's, if you only knew. If you could see this 20 years down the road, you'll be thanking me now. So what he has for you, he's, you're a diamond in the rough for what he has for you. You're a precious jewel in the heart of God. I don't know nothing about it. Don't, but he does. And he's just confirming 
that your steps are ordered and I'm going to march you. I'm going to walk. Remember that footprints in the sand deal? God says, daughter, I'm taking you there because you are a chosen vessel unto me. Even your whole household is chosen. Your seed is chosen. That which the devil meant for harm, God says, I'm turning it to the good. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord, for deliverance. You see, sometimes when we don't have understanding, we can be angry. And I get this. You know, the Bible says, in all our getting, get an understanding so that you can have peace. And when you have understanding... You can trust. You can trust him when you when just because you got an understanding, it's going to be all right. It's going to be all right. Believe me, when you have your heart ripped out and your life, you have nothing to. I have touched depression. I, I know what it, I've even thought about taking my own life, and I have everything going. But you lose your only child, and see if you can face tomorrow. You don't want to face tomorrow. Huh? And the devil start trying to wear you out about, look, you're a preacher. And start mocking you. What are you going to do? You, if you ever wanted to leave, now, if you ever wanted to turn back, you can do it now. I mean, I've heard some voices. I didn't want to get out of bed. I had to shut down things in my mind. It's like, oh my God, I can't deal with this. My, everything's changing. Everything's happening to me. And God said, I'm going to make you as tough as nails. And every emotional thing that you're dealing with, rejection, depression, loss, all these things, I'm going to make you serve them. I mean, uh, uh, they're going to serve you. All these emotions are going to serve you. You have a choice. You can either serve them or let them serve you. You can go back to the, you can go to the bar. You ain't been in the bar. You can go to the bar. You can sit there and hang out. You can, get with those, you can get with the lowest of the lowest. You can do that. You can grieve. You can, you can complain. You can bellyache. You can moan. Or else you can make all those emotions serve you. You can help somebody. You can stand up on the, on, on, on the Word of God and let God prevail. And, and they'll never know that you've been through nothing. Because you won't wear the scar. You won't have the pain. You won't have the grief. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Part of Jesus' grief was people were grieving the Holy Ghost. He's crying over that. I mean, he's, he's tore up over that. He said, grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby you're sealed. They think they're sealed, and they're grieving him. I beg their pardon, they're not sealed. Whereby they think they're sealed. So God... Allow Christ to experience everything that we're going through. Depression, I always say it like this here. Depression and grief are first cousins. Oh, they just hang together and buddy up all the time. Depression and grief. Misery. Love's company. Paul spoke of this. Let's go here. 2 Corinthians 12 and 7. I'm going to try to tie this together. 2 Corinthians 12 and 7. 
Hallelujah. Paul said, Lest I should be exalted above measure through the abundance of revelation, there was given to me a thorn in the flesh. Catch this. What's it say? The messenger, Selah. The messenger of Satan to buffet me. The messenger of Satan to buffet me. Now, Paul is no different than you and I. When you commit to Christ, the devil will do everything he can to try to turn you around. Amen. Huh? You didn't think you, you thought you had problems when you wasn't saved, but when you get saved, the devil, he knows your name too. Yeah, the seven sons of Siva, they wasn't committed to Christ. They were trying to cast out a devil and the devil laughed at him. Hey, Paul, we know. We know his name. And Jesus, we know. But who are you? And the demons come out and they ripped him up, messed him up. So when you start marching on for the Lord Jesus Christ, just be aware, there is a messenger of Satan sent. Now again, this can go through generations. You can be in a family household where people are seeking God and the devil will be trying to get after your seed and your, your, and your grandkids and everything else because they know that there's a purpose for their life. But say not so. Because of the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus changes everything. Hallelujah. A messenger of Satan sent to buffet. And in the Greek, to buffet means to wrap, to wrap with the fist. To fight or box me. That's what the devil's plan is. If you turn or if he can get you get an uppercut in, he'll try to get an uppercut in on you. A messenger of Satan. And by us being flesh, many times rejection is one of the hardest things to deal with. Somebody coming up, somebody criticizing. And so we have to be aware of this bully spirit. John 14 and 30, Jesus said, the prince of this world comes and he has nothing in me. I'm not giving him a foothold to operate. Oppression starts, there's three things that happen out of oppression. The first thing is, there's a covenant made. Amos 3 and 3 says, how can two walk together except they be agreed? The devil invokes a lie and says, you're not worthy, you're not going to amount to nothing. You can't hang with those folks. Even in the church there, you got to be careful of cliques. I look for this kind of thing. You stand around and and you're getting in a click, I'm going to bust it up. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to give you an assignment. All right now. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, yeah, you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You see, you got to be careful of that because everybody is a part of the body of Christ. Yeah. And we're all members in particular. God loves us all. Can you say amen? amen. So, Oppression starts with a covenant, an evil one. Number two, there's a broken covenant that he moves on to from there. He wants you to break a covenant. 
He wants you to make a covenant first with him to agree with him. Then he wants to allow you to break a covenant, a righteous covenant, so that he can administer the curse. Three steps that he likes to operate with. He likes to work with a covenant, a broken covenant, so he can administer the curse. A curse represents slackness of provision or loss of honor. Take a look. Look in your mind's eye. Slackness of provision, loss of honor. If you can't get something, if it seems like it's held up, One of these three might be active in your life. And we all got to examine different areas concerning the spirit of understanding truth. You could be in a religious covenant where you can't understand when I go to prophesy and speak it in tongues. You may not be able to understand that. Though it's clear in Scripture. Oh, there's just a, it's just a wild and it's a wild, hot mess. Supposed to be. That's a religious covenant. A religious covenant can be laced with heresy to where you can't believe God to get healed. I mean, you you know it. You're standing on it. But you're in a covenant. Somebody get me Proverbs 28, 13. So we got to understand, we got to watch these things. We want the fullness of the blessing. Spirit. Soul. Will, mind, and emotion? Yeah, there, there, I, there's, I told somebody a while back, man, we're going to have a lot of good days, but there's going to be some bad days too. I want you to know that too. I'm 30 years older than you. There are some bad days in this thing too. But be of good courage. And He'll strengthen your heart. Glory to God. Somebody have it? Joseph. He that covet his sin shall not prosper, but whosoever confesseth and forsaketh that shall have mercy. Amen. Thank you, brother. He said, he don't care who you are. If you cover your sin, now a lot of times you may not be walking in gross sin, but if you don't acknowledge an error in your life, an evil covenant is a gross sin. Huh? Right? If it ain't truth, this error is wrong. Right? Now the truth is a lie. And all liars, you know, they end up in the lake. Whosoever covers his sin shall not prosper. You got to admit to yourself, if if you're hurting, you got to admit to yourself you're sick. And with his stripes, you were healed. How many stripes was it? Thirty. 39 save 1. What's that? 39 minus 1. (laughs) I don't want to be a math teacher up here. Sister Joanne, tell him. (laughs) Get a piece of paper and write it out. (laughs) We're going to put it up here on the deal here. 38. There's 38 categories of infirmities. Weaknesses. Sicknesses, 38 category, that all sins fit in. I don't care what it looks like, what it is. 
If it's a hindrance to the physical body, it's a sickness. It's part of the curse. Galatians 3, 13 and 14. Christ hath redeemed, past tense, He hath redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us. He's already done this thing through the blood of Jesus. If you cover your sin, you won't prosper. Well, you've got to examine your forefathers. Oh, I know I'm going to get, I better, somebody better start my truck. Start my truck somebody. <laughs> you've got to examine them. Huh? And the covenant. Amen or old me? Did they believe in the power of the Holy Ghost? Huh? Did they anoint with oil? Did they have elders? Did they call on the elders of the church to anoint the sick with oil and the prayer of faith will raise them up? It might be an evil covenant. Hmm? Hosea 4 and 6. We are destroyed for lack of knowledge. The devil can destroy us because of our ignorance. Hmm? That's, that's what the Bible says. Help me, Holy Ghost. Huh? God is going to do a great and mighty healing in these last days. He's going to have a glorious church. That just tells it all right there. I mean, he ain't going to have a wimpy church. He's not coming back for a wimpy church. He's coming back for a glorious church, not having spot, wrinkle, or blemish, or any such thing. You're going to be totally healed. He can't lie. He wouldn't have the church today on a Christmas tree. Say, I'm healed. I believe the report of the Lord. Spirit, soul, and body. Beloved, I wish above all things that you would prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. You get your soul to prosper and everything else will start kicking in gear. Glory to God. Amen. That's my job. I want to take you to one more, one or two, whatever it is, more scriptures. I'm going to be open to what he says. Let's take a look here at Hosea 9 and 8. Hosea 9 and 8. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hosea 9 and 8. We got it on the screen. It'll help us for time. The watchman. We need more watchmen. I'm like Moses. I went to God that all his children were watchmen prophets. The watchman of Ephraim was with God, but the prophet is a snare of a fowler in all his ways. And hatred in, and is that word? And hatred in the house of God. They hate him. They hate him. So you got to get, you, you know, you, you can't, I don't care nothing about you bullies. Huh? Huh? Care nothing about you. Huh? I know I'm going to be hated. A prophet has no honor in three places. In his own house. In his own country. And among his own kin. That's the eternal word of God. You've got to understand this if you want to, prophet, want to be a prophet or you want to be a prophetess. 
They're going to, you, you obey God, they're going to hate you. You know, you're going to have to harness your emotions because the very ones you love are going to turn against you according to the word of God. I don't want their honor no way. I didn't have it before. I don't need it now. Huh? Praise the Lord. I'm, a, I'm not going there yet. Holy Ghost said, wait. I got a word for her and I want to get more of it before I give a little piece of it. You know what I'm saying? Glory to God. Because sometimes this, he's so quiet about what he wants to say. And there's a reason for it. For her benefit. And it may be a private word. Hallelujah. You know, I'll have some witnesses for sure, you know. Glory to God. Proverbs 28, 13, we just looked at there. Whosoever, whosoever covers his sin shall not prosper, but he that confesses, two things, confess and forsake shall have mercy. The church for years have just forsaken sin, but they didn't unravel the bondage. Whosoever confesses, you've got to confess what you... Lord, I repent of this relationship with Donnie Sullivan, whoever he is. I I don't know who that name is, but you've got to repent of what you've done. I repent of spending thousands of dollars gambling, you know, whatever, nightclub, whatever it is. You've got to confess your sins. The Bible said the wicked shall be holden by the court of his own iniquities. There's a covenant. You can't get healed. You can't get your breakthrough if you've got a covenant. And it may be something you can't see. You've moved on. But the prophet anointing helps you to get unraveled in that area. Through counseling. You ask questions. And you just begin to as the prophet John the Baptist says, the axe must be laid to the root of the tree. You start chopping at these roots, these tap roots, and you go free. That's how your child gets healed. You've got to examine the sins of the forefathers. And you've got to repent of those sins in which they've committed to many times to get healed. Why? Because we're bone of their bone and flesh of their flesh. We reap what they've sowed. Say, Lord, have mercy. And he will. He is. But we got to bring to light the hidden things of darkness. Much of the sickness you encounter doesn't have nothing to do with you. It's what your dirty in-laws have done. Outlaws have done. Your parents have done. That's why you bear the brunt of the thing. Call a spade a spade. If they'd have been seeking and crying out for God, hey, you wouldn't have half the problem you got now. But we cannot have, like the scripture says, our teeth set on edge. Like eating sour grapes. God is bringing truth to us. If we can't condemn them, if it wasn't for them, we wouldn't be here. And we got to be thankful for them. We got to honor them. But I can assure you, much of what you're struggling with ain't have, have very little to do with you. 
The sins of the fathers are visited into the third and fourth generation is where the manifestation of the problem comes. And we look at the children today, they're all got issues. We all need to repent. Father, forgive them for what they do and what they've done. Our forefathers, they didn't know any better. We have access to computers. I can, I can call Siri, my secretary Siri and have her to pull up anything in the Bible. In two minutes, I could have a written sermon. You couldn't do that 20 years ago. I can ask Siri a question. There's an answer right out of the Bible. God is going to do a quick work because he's going to have a glorious church in a short time. But some things will never change. The altar will always be here. And you're always going to have a messenger of Satan sent to you. I pray for the family that lost the 14-year-old daughter, but we need to be aware of the bullying. If you're bullied, you're something special. God, you're something special to God. And favorable in the sight of God. Jesus came into his own and they received him not. Every, everything about his life he was a reject. Born in a manger, there was no room for him in the end. Everything he did, he had to take a different road. He had to go a different way. But it was all for our benefit. Come on and stand to your feet. It was all for our benefit, church. Father, we thank you for the outpouring of your spirit in this house. We thank you, Lord God, for the fertile ground and the revelation of truth that the seed is in. And God, we thank you for great, great fruit for the kingdom of God. We speak blessings on all those that are watching by Facebook. God bless and heal and deliver. Save to the uttermost. Say, Lord Jesus, I receive the salvation of God. That's only in Christ Jesus. Now, Lord, I ask you to wash me with your precious blood. Cleanse me and sanctify me holy. In Jesus' mighty name, I receive it. I receive the blessing and I'll walk in truth. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So be it. God bless you. You're dismissed. Thanks again for listening, and don't forget to like, comment, and share. We love you all, and God bless.